This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. All right, so this thing right here, I don't want to say it's the teaching that Holy Spirit gave me. I don't want to say it's heavy, but, but I know it's really big because it took like two months to create, okay? So but lower your expectations. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't be like, oh my gosh, two months? Okay, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. It's not like that. But I want to let you know, I went through a lot of stuff <laughs> to bring this word to you guys tonight, okay? So all you have to do is have your hearts wide open. That's it, okay? That's it. Are you guys with me? All right, close your eyes, put your hands on your heart. We're just going to pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you that hearts are wide open right here, right now. Yeah, They're not here to listen to Rafa teach. They're here to listen to the Holy Spirit. They're here to listen to God. And I thank you, God, that what you're telling them right now is that you're, you're the king of their heart. And I thank you that these are the beloved sons and daughters in whom you're already well pleased with. So we just thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. And everybody said, amen. Amen. All right, here we go. So I was like, how do how do I how do we start teaching? I think it's like the hardest part for me, because it's like anytime I go up on stage, I'm like, God, what do you want to do? And I'm always like, please, God, tell me ahead of time. Like, man, don't tell me right before I get up or while I'm up here. And he's like, but that takes all the fun away. And I'm like, God, man. So what he was showing me today was uh, Pastor Kathy's prayer, like while we were here with that song just hit. So many parts of what happened today in my teaching and uh, in the teaching and everything, it was, I love it. It was from the head to the heart, you know, and that's what we were talking about in chats was just that, that Philippians 6 of the head to the heart, that he wants to guard your head and he wants to guard your heart. And I was like, man, God, that's so good. That's why I got so excited. And then, and then the next part of the teaching was the, the oh, fools for you. And I was like, yes, God, like that's that right there. That's first Corinthians at the end of it. They're like, the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. And I was like, so I'm going to be a fool because I know there's power in obeying God. <laughs> I know there's freedom in obeying God. Are you guys with me? Okay, so I'm ready to be a fool. Are you guys ready to be a fool? Let's do it. So the way that you be a fool the first time is you, every time I say something, you just yell for no reason. Okay? Yeah, there you go. That's, that, there's power right there. Let's go. Cool. I love you guys. Are you guys ready? All right, here we go. So I just think you guys think you're here because this is your routine and this is what you do. But really, you're here because Father God has called you to be here. Right. It is his idea that you're here. I don't care if you've been coming here for years. I don't care if today is your first day. It was God's idea for you to be here. I don't care if you're a middle schooler and you're all the way down there. It was God's idea for you to be here today. Okay. so I just got to let you know that you might think it's your idea, but really it's God's idea. And that's a good thing to have. Right. When the father of the universe is the one that's taking and and ordaining your steps, telling you where to go. That's a good father right there. Are you guys with me? It's a good idea for him to be there. Are you guys still with me? Come on, man. I just love that. So so, uh, with my testimony, it was like, I I can reassure you with that because when I was first born again, I kept coming every single Wednesday night. It was actually a Tuesday night and I kept coming back. I didn't want to come back. But this lady named uh, Mama Betty, she just would show up at my house outside and she'll honk the horn until I got up and went and I was only like 17 or 18 so I wanted to sleep in and sleep in yes at six o'clock at night I wanted to continue to sleep because I was too busy partying doing drugs doing alcohol and doing the stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing so you could tell I had no life I had nothing and but yet this lady would show up with some McDonald's a McChicken thank God for McChickens 
And she would show up and she's like, you are coming to church, Rafa. And I'm like, I don't want to come to church. Like, I don't want to go. And she's like, well, too late. I already paid for the gas. You either pay me for the gas or you jump in. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, I'm going to jump in. So I would jump in and I would come and I would hear these people preach. And, and it's really cool because one of them was Nate and he's the director of the middle schoolers, which is great. And the other one was Pastor Abel, which is in charge of the kids. That's God's idea. I love that. And they would just teach about how God loves me and how he cares about me. And how much he wants me to be his bride. And, and, and I said this before, but I was like, God, like, I don't like women. There's no way I can be a bride. Like, I'm a man. I'm in the military. I eat steak. I shoot guns. Like, I like watching, you know, action movies and stuff like that. There's no way I'm a bride. And God was like, okay, you're going to find out. This is what I found out later. And, and, so, and so I'm like coming every single Tuesday and Wednesday. And, and I, they would do worship. And I'd be confused because in my religion, there was nothing but symbols and triangles and stuff. And so there was no like Hillsong rock and roll. You know what I mean? And there'll be this blonde girl going like this and stuff in front. And that was Kristen. And I'm like, why are they dancing? Like, this makes no sense. Why do they keep repeating the same word over and over again? Like, it makes no sense. But yet I was there every single Tuesday. Like, I was like, why? Why am I here? Until one day, one day, when I reached the lowest point of my life, when, when, I, when I was ready to just commit suicide and end it all, like I had a plan and everything in, in place, ready to go back home and do what I had to do to leave this world because I felt like there was no purpose, there was no, there was no calling, there was nothing there for me, just emptiness. And I, and I got tired of the booze and I got tired of the drugs and I got tired of the girls and, and, I, and I just felt so unsatisfied. And so I was like, God, what's the whole point of, of me living? And, and it's funny because I'm praying to a God that I really don't believe in. And, and so I end up, uh, are you guys with me? Am I the only one? Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. And so uh, it was just a random Tuesday night, random. You know, bunny ears, everybody put your bunny ears up. It was a random Tuesday night, right? It was my idea to go there. Uh, it was my idea to eat the McChicken that day, you know. And, and, I, and I end up showing up and there was nothing special. That, that, I, that I saw, it was the same thing. We did a worship session. Somebody taught. They didn't even hit suicide. They didn't talk about any of the stuff that hit home. But, but I remember I was getting ready to leave the sanctuary, right? You guys know you guys are in the sanctuary. Oh, two of us know that there's, you guys know we're in the sanctuary. Yeah, right, where the presence of God is. I know he's inside of you, but when we come together, we create a sanctuary. So we were in a sanctuary down there. It was a little smaller, but God is still the same God down there. And uh, so I'm hanging out there, and, and I'm getting ready to leave. And, and, and I remember the, the worship was going on, and I put my hands out, and I was like, God, I don't know if you're real. I don't even care if you're real. I just don't want this life. Like, I'm ready to kill myself. Like, can I give it to you? And that was it. You know, that was it. And I said some other words in there, but that was the gist of it, right? So I, I was like, here you go, God. You can have it. The minute I said that, Suicide left my head, depression left my head, anxiety left my head. The feeling that I would have when I was drunk or high with another girl, that satisfied feeling, give me bunny ears, there you go, that satisfied feeling was actually like filled up and it was just, I felt whole. And I can't explain it, it makes no sense, right? What we just read right now, it makes no sense. It was a peace that surpassed all understanding. Everybody say understanding. Sometimes we don't need it. I just knew that I didn't want to go home and use the tools that I had to kill myself. That's it. And, uh, and it was funny because then, you know, like I heard a lot of preachers and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, well, the Lord spoke to me, you know, opened up the clouds. And he came down and he was like, OK, this is what you're going to do. You're going to preach for the rest of your life. I didn't get any of that. I just had peace. 
And I got a chance to go home and sleep for the first time. Are you guys still with me? Okay. He's just a good God, you know? So from that moment, it hit me. I I don't care about religion because religion, if I was in a religious place, they would say that I don't belong there because of the way that I looked and the things that I was doing in my life. But yet they were like, no, God loves you regardless of that. And and the word that that came to me later in years was, he loved me even though I wasn't qualified, (laughs) even though I was unqualified. Give me some bunny ears, guys. I think that's the thing for tonight, unqualified. Are you guys still with me? Good. And he loved me even though I wasn't qualified to the world. And I love this because that's what God does in the Bible. He picks all the most bunny ears, unqualified people. (laughs) And he qualifies them to to change lives. Are you guys with me? So I think right now, I'm going to get excited because you might think that you're unqualified for whatever reason, but I am telling you right now that that is a bunny ear lie and you are more than qualified through Jesus Christ. That's what the, the apostle Paul always said. He kept saying that you guys, he kept saying that through Christ, he's been called an apostle through Christ. So through Christ, you are qualified. I was this bride the minute that I was like, God, here you go, have it. And I didn't even know what that looked like. I was his beloved son, even though I didn't understand anything that was happening. Are you guys with me? So at your jobs, you are qualified. (laughs) Come on, in your marriage, you are qualified. Isn't that not good news? So from that moment on, I was just like, all right, God, well, I was supposed to die when I was 18. Um, I turned 27 next week. Yay. It's so funny. Every time it's like my birthday or not my birthday, I get to teach. Last time I taught, it was a quarter. It was 25 cents. That was 25. Okay. That was a good joke. Okay. It's all good. All right. So, <laughs> so um, I lost my train of thought. Holy Spirit. I just love him. He's just so, oh, yeah. That's what it was. It was since I was 18, the only thought I had was I was supposed to die, so I'm going to say yes to God. Are you guys with me? Okay. So every time God is like, hey, Rafa, you should go and do this. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And he's like, oh yeah, you were supposed to be dead. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. This life belongs to you. And that was it. That was, it was just that simple for me. You know, I hear people saying, hey, I struggle to hear the voice of God. For me, it's simple. I know my thoughts lead to death because they led to death. I know his thoughts lead to life. So if it's a good thought, then I run with it. Are you guys with me? It's just that simple. Are you guys with me? That is it. That's, the, <laughs> that's how you break it. So I was like, okay, God, so if I was supposed to die, what do you want me to do? And he was like, just say yes to everything I ask you to do. No matter how unqualified you feel or how insecure you feel, just keep saying yes. And I'm going to put people in your life to qualify you and make you feel qualified so you can do and do what you have to do. Are you guys still with me? So that's how I'm here today. (laughs) I kept saying yes. I said yes to PC, Pastor Kathy. She was like, hey, Rafa, I want you to take a night, but I want you to create a good teaching. And I was like, yes, ma'am, I'm going to do it. Next thing you know, it was two months of super yeses, just saying yes every single step, no matter how hard it was. It was just, God, I'm saying yes here. I'm saying yes in my marriage. I'm saying yes in my relationship. I'm saying my yes with you, God. And I'm going to tell you the truth. It wasn't fun. (laughs) But here I am. Isn't that good? So I want to let you know, if you're going through something hard, keep saying yes to God. Are you with me? Come on. It's so simple, Rafa. I know it's so simple. We make it complicated because of our understanding. Oh. Okay. So let me, let me, we're going to read 1 Corinthians. So if you have your Bibles, pull out 1 Corinthians. Can I get a whoop whoop? Yay. There's something about like, okay, 
I love you guys. Okay, I'm going to get to Romans 8.1. Romans 8.1 says there's no condemnation for those that belong to Christ. Okay? So there's no condemnation for you, but I love me just bringing my Bible. There's something about, like, grabbing these papers. You know what I mean? There's something that happens in the morning when I'm reading my Bible and a little piece of cereal bite just falls on there. You know, my special K falls on there. And I come in here and I pick it up and some crumbs fall. Don't tell Miss Heather or anybody else that cleans the church. Like, don't tell them. Okay? But, but that's me. Those are my crumbs because I love reading my Bible. There's something that happens when you get to just touch the Word of God. And, and I'm reading this book where it talks about if you try to read the Word of God, the book, the Bible as a book, you're going to miss everything out. But the minute that you open up this, this, these papers and you look at it as if you're looking at the face of God, something changes in your life. You can't, I, I can't understand it. I can't explain it. I just know my life has changed forever. Are you guys with me? Okay, so all, with all these cereal markings that I have all my milk in here, we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Are you guys still awake? Oh, yeah. Rumba, rumba. Here we go. When you're there, just, uh, I don't know, I don't know. When you're there, just say, I'm there. Hey, what faith. I love you guys. Boldness right there. Mm-mm-mm. I love it. All right, we're going to start. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Yay, New King James. Yeah. You know, can I be honest with you guys? Don't tell nobody. I just started reading the New King James. I know, blasphemy. Yeah, I know. But I couldn't understand like New King James or King James. I didn't understand the key, ye, y, fi, lu, the. I didn't understand that. So I read the NLT, thanks to Nate. Uh, one day, I, I'm in the military for like my background. So in the military, I we had to do these trainings. And one time we had to go all the way to New York and close to the Canadian border, and, and I was just really sad time. It just rained for 21 days straight. I don't know if you know what it feels like for your feet to never be dry. It's, it's a big sad face. Everybody say sad face. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, but this is the part that I love. Nate was like, okay, Rafa, I have to teach every Tuesday. This is the only Bible I have, but I feel like you should take it with you. And he gave me this Bible, and I was so scared to have it because I didn't want to rip it apart, even though it was already a little bit ripped apart. And, uh, but it was in the New, New Living Translation. It was in the NLT. And for the first time, every night that my feet were wet and I was very miserable and I was very sad, I would open up that Bible and I would read it and I would be crying because I'm like, I understand this version. I understand the thus. God's beloved son in whom he's well pleased. Oh, that's me. <laughs> but now that I understand it, I can read it in the New King James. Are you guys still with me? All right, here we go. So first verse, so easy. Paul called. Everybody say called. Paul, this unqualified guy who was Saul, now he's qualified through Jesus, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. We're just going to stop right there. Don't close your Bibles. Keep them open. But there's that word called, okay? I'm actually really tired of pretending that I know words just because I hear another person say it so many times. Are you guys with me? Am I the only one? Right? It's like we keep talking about holy, 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 holy. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But we said it so much that I'm like, yeah, holy, 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 holy. And then I'm like, God's like, well, how about we talk about it? I'm like, oh, you're so right. Let's do it. So I've been on this hunt now of like looking up words. And, and one of the words is called. You know, I hear people saying, what are you called to? Are you called to that? Are you called to that? And I'm like, of course I'm called to that. Like, you called me. This is why I'm here today. Like, you told me come to your office. I showed up to your office. What are you talking about? And then they're like, no, called. Are you called? So I looked up the word called. There's a, there's a Greek word for it. I'm probably going to say it wrong, but it's klesis. And, and I love it. Are you guys with me? It's going to say, it says the invitation. It's an invitation. That's what that word called means. Called means invitation. There's another part to it. To a feast. Come on. 
Invitation to a feast. Oh, that's good news right there. Man, invitation to a feast. But there's another part to it. I love it. It says the divine. Everybody say divine. divine. I looked up that word for you, too. It means directly from God. <laughs> so a divine invitation directly from God to embrace the salvation of God. That's what that word called means. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? So my question to you, if you got your journals, pulling out your journals. If not, use your phone. It has notes on there. My wife and I, she gives me the grocery list on there. So I know it works. But the question I have for you is, has God called you? That's one of the questions. The other question is, what has God called you to? You guys with me? And I love it because it's invitation, invitation, invitation. So today, God called you. (laughs) Say, hello, God. Hello, God. There you go. God has called you today. God has invited you to feast. And I love it because when we interact in worship or or we become brave and bold and we come up here to, to lay down whatever it is that it's on our hearts that we can't deal with, you might think it was you, but it was God calling you, inviting you to a feast. And what is that feast? I don't know. It could be peace. It could be healing. It could be purpose. But this is the part that I love. It's the fact that it's God is the one that's inviting you. I, I don't know about you, but, but my wife, she loves to host people. So she'll invite people to my house. And, and I love you people. If you ever came to my house, I love you so much. I'm really sad when you leave because I got to clean up the dishes. I, I got I to vacuum. I, I can't read my Bible. But I'm really happy you were there. I'm an extrovert, so I love people. But once you leave, I'm really sad because you didn't help. But when I'm invited to somebody else's house, who's with me? Man, I'm eating your, I'm eating your cheesecake, and I'm going to leave that plate because <laughs> you called me. That's your plate now. I ate the cheese. <laughs> Are you guys with me? Yeah. yeah. So there's something beautiful about being invited somewhere, right? Like, it takes all the responsibility off of you, and all you get to do is what? You get to enjoy. Come on. You get to enjoy. So first Corinthians, first, is it Corinthians? Yes. Oh, thank you. I was going to say Colossians. <laughs> I was like, there's no first Colossians. All right. First Corinthians chapter one, Paul called. Say, I'm called. I'm, called. I'm invited I'm by, God. by God. That's a good day right there. I like that. Everybody say amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're called. you're called. Come on, find a neighbor. You're called. You're called. There you go. Find your other neighbor and say, you're invited. You're invited. Yep. Nobody, nobody say that to my wife. Nobody. <laughs> don't let her. Don't let her invite you. <laughs> Not this week. All right. Are you guys good? All right. We're going to keep on reading. So we're still in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to read it again because now it's going to hit different. This is how you read the word of God. This is how you have a, a worship lifestyle. You actually try to have understanding in your heart with God. It doesn't matter if it makes sense in your head, but like once it does, it's like, oh, wow, I can look at it from this way. Now it's personal. Now it's just not somebody else's revelation. Now it's not something that I heard that sounded really good. And now that I can quote, it's actually something that changed my life forever. Are you guys with me? That's how you change your life. That's how you can go tomorrow knowing, oh, I'm walking into this job. Yeah, I'm walking into this job, but I'm called. Okay, I'm going to try on this side. I'm walking into this job, but I'm called by God to be here. That's right. So that means that some people's lives are going to be changed. That means that somebody's going to know that they're also called by God. The same way that God was calling me every Tuesday night, and I had no idea that he was doing that. Are you guys with me? I still love you guys. You guys are still called. All right, here we go. So Paul called to be an apostle invited to feast, invited to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. 
do the will of God. And I always mess up names here, but today in Slow Chats, I learned something really good, this perspective. Every time Paul includes any kind of name or like a person that he's giving thanks to, it's actually an excuse for you to know that person so you can go and talk to him. Isn't that really good? I don't know. I never thought about it that way. It's like, how much easier is it once I introduce you to somebody, right? If I'm over here like, hey, everybody, this is Pastor Kathy, and this is Pastor Babette. It's so much easier to go up and be like, hey, Pastor Kathy, I heard about you. Can I get some prayer? Rather than that first initial of like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. Like, who are you? Like, I know you're a pastor. But are you guys with me? I just thought that was really neat. Okay, here we go. So Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. And so Thenus, our brother. Yeah, we made it. If you need to correct me, correct me internally. All right. So to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified. Woo, sanctified. That's a good word. Come on. That's a good word right there. I'm going to finish reading that. To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Now, I love that word sanctified. I stopped pretending I knew that word as well. Sanctified, we actually sing about it. It's holy people. Holy people. Holy people. And, you know, and that, that word used to be so big because um, I'll talk to some religious people, and they're like, you're not sanctified. And I'm like, what? Like, I can't sanctify myself. I can't make myself holy. But Jesus, he sanctified me. He made me holy. Are you guys with me? So turn to your neighbor and say, you're sanctified. You're a holy people. Isn't that good? I love that. That makes me so happy. And that word holy actually means to set apart. I got some news for you. If you're at work and you're complaining with your neighbor, are you, no condemnation, Romans 8, 1. There's no condemnation for those that belong to Christ Jesus. But if you're with your neighbor and you're complaining with them, you're just not acting out who you are. And that's okay. Because then you get to come back, read the word, and be like, oh, I'm holy. I'm set apart. When they complain, I actually give thanksgiving. When they complain, I actually get to be like, let me tell you who my God is. Let me tell you what he did for me when I was 17. Let me tell you what he did for me when I was 18. Are you guys with me? Okay. So you guys are sanctified. You guys are holy. Yay. All right. To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Here's the word called. Everybody say called. Invited to be saints. You know what that word saints means? Do you guys know what it means? What was that? I have no idea. Were you, you speaking in tongues? Okay, all right. But what, what I understood saints was holy people. Isn't that good? And now it makes more sense when I listen to different teachers and they're like, hey, saints, give a, give a round of applause to the saints, you know? And then they clap and I'm like, oh, they're talking about God's holy people. So you guys are all, if you know Jesus Christ, you guys are saints. Say, I'm a saint. Yay, that makes me so, I didn't think I was allowed to be a saint. I'm like, I didn't die yet, you know, I can't be a saint. But you guys are saints. With all, okay, here we go. To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all who in every place call, there's the word call again, on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Are you guys still with me? All right, we're in verse three right here. Grace to you. And peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I brought this up in in chats one day. I was like, why grace and peace? Why not like money in a Ferrari? Like why not like money, fire, power? Like why grace and peace? Like this is just, can I be real with you guys? This is me asking real questions. I was like, grace and peace don't feel powerful. You know, like they just don't feel power. Give me money years. They don't feel powerful. You know, I'm like, Power, you know, uh, you know, six pack, uh, you know, like that's power right there. But instead he said grace and peace. So I decided to look up what grace meant. And grace means totally unexpected and undeserved. Mm. 
Are you guys still with me? This is good news. Like, God is extending grace to you. He, that means he's giving you something that you do not deserve. And he's also going to give you something that is unexpected. Uh, oh my, are you with me? Am I the only one excited about grace? Because when I was 17 or 18, I was supposed to die. But God was like, I'm giving you grace. I'm giving you a brand new life. You deserve help. And I'm giving you grace. I'm giving you something that's undeserved and unexpected. And that's a brand new life. That is good news. When you go to work and you don't know what to use, you use grace. You're like, God, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to, you gave me, you can give me grace. Something unexpected and undeserved. Let me have my heart open. I'm ready for it. Oh, you guys just don't believe me. I'm reading it. Are you guys with me? Rumba, rumba, rumba. Grace to you and peace. You know what that word peace means? It means completeness. Is that why we're not excited? Do we need completeness? Do we need peace in our life? And that's okay if we do. That's okay if we do. Okay, because there is, uh, we, don't, we don't battle against flesh and blood, but the principalities. The, 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 there's things out there trying to come and steal your peace. You know why they're trying to take your peace? Because that's where you find your completeness with you and God. And from that place, you can use the grace and the tools that God has given you to change lives. But you can't ever do it if you don't have peace within yourself. Do you think we come here every single Wednesday or every Sunday to hear worship songs just for the sake of singing worship songs? No, we come here so we can be complete with God, so we can make declarations about who he is and what grace he has given us. Are you guys with me? Is this too heavy? Because I'm excited about this. You know, I'm like, I just love how Paul, the man that was unqualified, that was killing people, the man that never deserved grace because he literally came and he killed Jewish people. He killed people that believed in Jesus. A man that did not deserve grace understood grace the most. And if he can get it, why can't we? Rumba, 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 rumba. I do love you guys. I, I literally hugged every one of you and said, I love you. Okay? So grace to you and peace from God. Oh, thank you, God. We should reread that again. From God. From God. From God. From God. From God. You know, there was a long time I was like, God, why don't I have grace? Why don't I have peace? And he's like, you're trying to get it from Rafa, where my word says from God. <laughs> You know why we stress the importance of reading your Bible and spending time with God? Because the things that you're supposed to get shouldn't come from your own effort. They should come from God. And so the whole purpose of us coming here and inspiring you or encouraging you, it's for the fact of you to go and find out who your God is. It's good news. Okay. I love you. Just two of us. Two of us. All right. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father. He is our Father. You know what? I, I, Holy Spirit's highlighting that for me right now. Close your eyes. We're, we're just going to heal you real quick, okay? Not, not everybody, but there's some people. I, I know I had to stop and pause for a second and understand that God, my Father, was not my Father here on earth. And that's okay. All right? And I know you guys understand with your mind, but with your heart, we're just going to give our Father in, on earth to our big Father in heaven. The guy that gives us grace, completeness, wholeness. We're just going to give them to God, okay? That's it. And I know it hurts. I know you're angry. And I know you probably want to hurt that person. But let's give them grace because God gave us grace. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So, amen. Grace to you and peace from our Father 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. Here we go. You guys, we're on verse four. Are you guys still with me? Cool. I thank my God always. Come on. Concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. I love that. The, the first verse right there, 1 Corinthians 4, I love that. It says, I thank my God always. And I, and I, and I think that's, that's so crucial. Everything that Paul was writing was so intentional. And I, and I thank him for that because that part right there of I thank my God always actually was a question that I had to put on my heart. Like, how often do I thank God? Is it always? Is it sometimes? Is it only when everything's going good? Um, this one time I was... My, my wife and I were going through just, just a lot of pressure, just a lot of stuff going on. Her and I were really good in a really good place. And, and I went upstairs, and I was exhausted. And, uh, and she looked at me, and she was like, hey, baby, can I be honest with you? And I was like, oh, God, man, can you be honest with me, you know? I'm happy she gave me a choice. She just didn't say it out loud, you know? She was like, can I be honest with you? And I knew what was going to happen. I was like, all right, my God's, my God's good. <laughs> like, okay, baby, tell me what it is. And she was like, uh, I can feel you complaining. She was like, you're not saying it, but I can feel it on you that you're complaining. And I, I didn't know what to say. I just looked at her and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm stinky. I got to go take a shower. <laughs> Luckily, our bedroom, I can close the door and take a shower, you know, because I was crying. I was like, God, I didn't think it counted if I didn't say it out loud. I was like, if I don't say it out loud, then it's not real. If I, don't, if, if, if I keep the complaining within my heart, within my mind, if I only think about complaining, but I don't actually complain it, then it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, it counts. Right? I think that's why constantly in Scripture they talk about what do you meditate on? What do you meditate on? That word meditate isn't what you do in yoga where you cross your feet and you go, um, no. Meditation is what you constantly think about all day. So if you're constantly thinking about complaining all day, you're complaining, and that's probably why you feel the way that you feel, which is why I felt exhausted. But let me tell you the good news. Everybody say, tell me the good news. While I was crying, while I was being real with God in that shower, crying, I was like, God, I didn't think it counted. And he was like, it does count. But you know what else counts? First Corinthians 4, I always thank my God. Let's start giving thanks. And I'm like, God, I have nothing to give thanks about, God. I have nothing. He was like, okay, let me tell you about your military time. He was like, remember those 21 days where your feet were wet? (laughs) Your feet are wet on purpose now because you're taking a shower. And I was like, God, thank you. He was like, look how easy that was. And I was like, thank you, God. And then he was like, aren't you happy that you can take a shower rather than not taking a shower for 21 days? God, thank you that I have hot water. Oh, my God. Thank you, God. I have tile on my bathroom. Thank you, God. My wife's in the other room and she doesn't have to see this. And, and I started finding things to give thanks about, right? And, and it feels so silly, but, but I started to feel better. Are you guys with me? I started to feel better. It didn't make sense. The situation around me didn't change. Like, there's still stuff going on everywhere in my life. But yet, that Thanksgiving changed my perspective when it came to those things. I was like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) You're right. I could be in a hole. I have my feet. I have my legs. Thank you, Jesus. I have a mind. I don't think I'm stupid anymore. I think I'm really smart. I can handle this problem. That's the power of giving thanks. Are you guys with me? So say, I'm going to give thanks. Always. Because there's always something to give thanks about. You guys still with me? 
Yay. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him. That's a good word right there. Enriched by everything. Enriched by everything. Enriched by everything. That's actually the power of thanksgiving. You get to actually understand how enriched you are in everything. I was having a conversation out there with Mr. Mark, and it was like, if you drive a car, you're doing better than 99% of the world. If you have a bed, you're doing 99% better. If you have a toilet, how many of you guys have toilets? Come on, man, just raise your hand. If you were able to use the toilet today, I'm the only one? Oh, okay, I'm the only one that uses the bathroom. All right, cool. <laughs> if you were able to use the toilet today, you're enriched. Are you guys with me? There's something to give thanks about. But I love this part right here because he's saying not only you're enriched on the, on, the, on the basic things, you're enriched in everything by him. So at work, there's an opportunity for you to be enriched to figure out what's going on at work. In your life, there's an opportunity for you to be enriched. Are you guys with me? God wants to do life with you. That's the good news. In, in, the, in the place where it feels like it's hopeless and it sucks, like he wants to do that with you. In the place that everything feels good, he wants to do that with you. He wants to enrich you in everything. But he wants to give you grace and he wants to give you peace first. You know why? Because he is calling you. He's inviting you. It was his idea to be where you are. You're just unaware that he's the one that's inviting you there. If it's something bad, obviously he's not inviting you to the bad things, but he's inviting you to get out of that bad thing. Are you guys with me? Am I the only one that has trouble in my life? Because if you guys have it all together, come pray for me, Lord. You guys still with me? Okay, I still got some time. If I, if I do bad, just, you know, do, do something, okay? Like, like if I run out of time, I mean, you know, let me know. Are you guys still good? All right, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which is given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him, in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirming you, so that you may come short in no gift. Say, no gift. Do I come short? Come on. Eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord. I love that part right there of the revelation because every time I read it in the, new, uh, in the NOT, it actually talked about like the second coming of Christ. But I love the fact that it said revelation because there's revelation all the time that God's trying to give you. And really a revelation is just something divine from God. It's knowledge that he has that he's trying to bring to you. Are you guys with me? So like right now I'm sharing revelation that I got with God. So you can create your own revelation when you read your Bible and spend time with God. That's what he's trying to do. Are you guys with me? Because he's called you. He's invited you to feast. (laughs) Okay, you guys aren't hungry. I'm hungry. All right, here we go. You guys still with me? Okay, good. All right, we read verse 7. We're in verse 8 right now. Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless. Say, I'm blameless. I'm blameless. You got to believe that. You're blameless. You're blameless. Even if you feel like, okay, Rafa, I just did something five minutes ago. Okay, well, God sees you blameless. Should you be doing it? Probably not because God has something way better for you. He wants to enrich you. But yet you're blameless. Once you understand that you're blameless, you'll start doing blameless things. Are you guys with me? Once you understand that you already are holy, not trying to be holy, you'll do set apart things. Once you understand that you are invited, you're going to do things that you do when you are invited. Like enjoy the food. (laughs) Are you guys with me? Oh, rumba, rumba, rumba. All right. he, he will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. Who's faithful? Thank God God is faithful. Thank you, God, for saying that you are faithful. 
He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. It's his idea. It's not on you. So even if you're not faithful, God doesn't change. Isn't that good? My gosh, my gosh. By whom you were called. There's the word called. Say called. Say I'm called. I'm invited into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's really good. Now I please with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there'll be no divisions among you. I love that. We brought that up in chats the other time, and it was like, oh, man, like Paul kept talking about divisions. And I was like, why was it such a big deal for us to be on the same page? I'm like, does that mean we all have to think exactly the same? Like, if I think something different because God spoke to me different, does that mean we're not, we're all divided? And God was like, no, like the the conversation that we had was a lot of it was divisions within ourselves because most of the time it's we're divided within ourselves. So if we're divided within ourselves, how can we ever connect with anybody outside? Are you guys with me? And I think that's the invitation that God gets to do with the grace and the peace is he's like, I want you complete and undivided within yourself because if you're complete and undivided within yourself, then you can actually spread that to other people. Are you guys with me? Okay, rather than, this is Rafa right here, rather than complaining about all the division that's going on, how about you get whole and complete within yourself so you can go and change it? Are you guys with me? That's, that's just from personal experience. When I was depressed and I was angry about myself, I chewed people out. I hurt people. I broke people. But once I understood that God loved me, I was able to go and love people. When I give you a hug and I tell you I love you, it's because I mean it. <laughs> because I spent so much time with God. Because I hated myself so much. Are you guys with me? So every time you read this, it's like, well, God, what's, what's going on inside of me in my heart? Because there's something you want to do outside for others. But it starts within me. Are you guys still with me? Okay. Yay. That's good. So there's no division among you. Right? Like, I already know. There's probably things that you're like, Rafa, that makes no sense. Rafa, why are you still up here talking? You know, like, okay, like, that's cool. I still love you. You know why? Because I'm undivided. You can come up here and be like, Rafa, you misquoted, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, I still love you. Did you get anything good out of it? No? Did I say God is good? Okay. (laughs) We agree on something. You guys still good? All right, here we go. Uh, So we're in verse 10. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you may be perfectly joined together in the same mind, in the same judgment. Thank you, Jesus. So I have a question for you. Where do you feel divided? Just close your eyes. Think about it for a second. Take your time. We still have time. Nobody cacod me. Where do you feel divided? Through Jesus, remember, not on your own accord, through Jesus. Where do you feel divided? Where do you feel divided? Where do you feel divided? Remember, you're blameless. You're blameless. God wants to give you grace and peace, and he's called you. First Corinthians 1, he's called you. He's inviting you to something. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, here we go. This next part I love because of how real Paul is. It just makes me laugh so much. All right, we're in verse 11. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren. Say, my brother. Yeah, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? (laughs) It's just so funny to me. Like, he's so sarcastic. I love it. Was Paul crucified for you? Obviously not. He's writing his letter. Are you guys still with me? 
Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you. <laughs> it just cracks me up. It's just so real. I th- none of you except Crispus. Crispus? Crispus? All right, stay with me. Crispus and Gaius. Lest anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. And then I love this part. It's like, I feel like he forgot. He's like, yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. <laughs> Am I the only one that finds this funny? Okay, all right, all right. Just the two of us, Chris and I. Besides, I do not know whether I baptize any other. <laughs> For Christ did not send me to baptize. Okay, this is serious. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of no effect. Okay. So I'm going to give you my second point that I got here, okay? The first point is this. God is calling you. Okay, write that down. God is calling me. God's inviting me. He's inviting me to feast somewhere. Okay? This is the second point right here. Okay, it's very, very powerful. I feel like this changed everything in my life. I'm still holding on to this. For the message of the cross, verse 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us, say to me, come on, say to me, come on, who are being saved, it is the power of God. Come on, I got to read that again. Are you, come on, for, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us, say to me. Who are being saved, it is the power of God. Come on, for it is written. Stay with me. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Come on. And he starts going in. He says, where is the wise? Verse 20. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message, pleased to those who believe. Come on. For Jews request a sign, <laughs> and Greeks seek after wisdom. Say, but we preach. Come on, but we preach Christ crucified. Come on. To the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. Come on, say foolishness. But to those who are called, say, I'm called. Come on, I'm invited, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Here we go, verse 25, here we go, write this down, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. Because They should write a song about this, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. I had to underline this thing a thousand times, because when I read this, I, 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 I think it was after... The, the whole thing in the shower, and I was like, God, I feel like an idiot. I'm just being real with you guys, all right? I'm not saying that's a good thing. I know I'm still blameless, but I feel like an idiot. I was like, God, I always had an opportunity to give thanks, but yet I started complaining. Like, why was I doing that? And he was like, you were trying to rationalize everything. You were trying to use your wisdom rather than using my wisdom. <laughs> and that's why it felt foolish. He's like, that's why you feel better after you cry. And I'm like, but God, I'm a man. I shouldn't cry. And he's like, well, Jesus wept. <laughs> Are you guys with me? There's something about this because of the foolishness of God is wiser than men, right? And that's the song we were singing today. I'm going to be a fool. I'm going to be a fool for God. And, and I was like, okay, God. I was like, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. I was like, okay, God. So everything in the Bible makes so much more sense now. I was like, you're calling the unqualified and that seems like foolishness to the world. Are you guys with me? Like, it was foolish for God to save me, a man that did not want his life and that was not living holy. That was foolishness to the world. 
But what God saw was power. Are you guys with me? Yeah. Now, now stuff like John makes sense where it says count it all joy. Yeah. Count it all joy. God, I can't count it joy. That's stupid. Like I just got diagnosed with this. The IRS is after me. Blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? How can I give thanks? How can I give thanks in this moment? And God was like, you can if you just decide to be foolish with me. Are you guys with me? Are you guys with me? Oh my God. Like, like, like you get to count it all joy because you get to look at the foolishness of God. And God's like, I know this is going on, but there's power right here. There is power right here in this moment. But the only way to lean into it is to be foolish with God. You know why that's so important? Because you won't say yes to God because you're going to think that it's stupid to say God, to say yes to God. Are you guys with me? Right. OK, let, let me give you an example. There was this young girl that was walking and I saw a knee brace and, 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 and God, God really convicted me with this verse right here with the foolishness of God, because God was like, hey, Rafa, you should pray for her. You should pray for that knee. And I was like, God, but what if I what if nothing happens? He was like, oh, good. Good job. Keep using your wisdom, Rafa. Keep using your own wisdom. Keep using your wisdom, Rafa. You leave her there. You you leave her broken. And I was like, whoa, God, like, bro, like, I thought we were cool. I thought you loved me. He was like, I do still love you. He was like, but you're missing an opportunity to heal this girl that's in pain. Because you think it's dumb to go and pray for her. Because a doctor should see her. Somebody qualified. Give me the bunny ears. Somebody qualified should see her. Are you guys with me? So I had no excuse. I had no more butts to give to God. I got rid of my butt and I was like, I'm getting my butt up and I'm going to pray for her. So I went up and you know what? I used the cheat code though. I'm not going to lie to you. I cheated. This is what I did. I went up to her and I was like, hey, 1 Corinthians, uh, <laughs> I wrote scripture. I was like, hey, 1 Corinthians uh, 25 says that there's power in the foolishness of God. I was like, and I feel really dumb right now praying for you because I'm not a doctor and I have no idea what's going on. But is it okay if we try? She's like, I've been waiting for somebody to pray for me. She's like, I've been waiting on a Sunday to get prayed for, but everybody is there getting prayed for already. And I have to go because I'm getting married and I got to go plan stuff. So I was going to let a bride walk down the aisle broken because I thought it was dumb. And I started looking back at my life and I'm like, how many times did I, did I think something was dumb and I didn't do it? And there was transformation there. But because I chose to lead into my wisdom rather than the foolishness of God, which is stronger and better than the wisdom of man. My life stayed the same. Are you guys still with me? So I, I, I tell you what, though, I was scared. I was nervous. All right. You might think I'm not because I smile a lot, but I'm scared. You know, so I was like, all right, God, I was like, hey, I was like, I could look foolish because nothing happens. That's the worst thing. She was like, I'm OK with that. I'm already hurting. And I was like, all right, we'll do it. So I go, I get on my knee, and I was like, that's what the Lord told me. He said, hey, get down on your knee. Let's do it like that. I'm not saying get down on your knee every time you pray. You hear me? Yeah. All right, I'm not trying to teach you something like that. Okay, but the foolishness thing, that's really important, right? I was like, all right, I'm on my knee, Lord, let's do it. I put my hand on her knee, and I, I just prayed whatever God told me to pray. I can't remember what it was, but I felt dumb praying it, okay? I still, I, I wish I could tell you that I didn't feel dumb at all, but there were still parts of these thoughts coming to my head saying, hey, this is dumb. This isn't going to work. And I said, okay, it might not work, but I'm going to lean into the foolishness of God and I'm going to do it anyways. So I spoke out loud and I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And then she didn't get healed. Sad face, right? But then God was like, how about we pray again? And I'm like, no, God, you're almighty. If it works, it should work the first time. 
And I was like, I have an unbelief problem. He's like, you do. He's like, you're listening to your wisdom rather than the foolishness that I'm trying to give you. And it's more powerful. My foolishness is more powerful. First Corinthians 25. Are you guys still with me? So guess what I did for the second time? Got on my knee. <laughs> I went down. And I, was, I had to look around. I was, I'm not proposing to her. She's already married. She got a ring. All right. So then I, I go and I lay my hand again. And I pray again. And, 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 and I was like, okay, God, I hope this works. You know, and I had to say the verse again, 1 Corinthians 25. I was like, hey, I feel dumb. I feel embarrassed. But we're going to take our time. We're just going to make it work. And she started walking around. And she was like, I think it feels better. And I was like, it feels better. Yes. Like, I just was so excited that it felt just a little better. But, but according to 1 Corinthians, let's go back. Let's go back right here. According to 1 Corinthians, starting in verse 5, it says that you are enriched in everything. I don't think she's enriched if she's not 100%. Are you guys with me? So, so I, I, at this point, by the third time, I'm like, okay, God, I have some faith now. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. I was like, you come here. I was like, God, God, I need you, but don't say that verse again. I, I know. I'm listening to you now. And I get down again. I put my hand, and I'm like, we're going to take our time. We're going to take our time. And I was on my knee for five minutes. I'm not saying five minutes is going to heal people, but I wasn't willing to leave until this girl was healed because I already tried twice to do it. And, and then she got some results. But, hey, I just have a question for you. Maybe, maybe you just stopped praying, and that's why something didn't happen. Or you stop leaning into God, and that's why it didn't happen. Because you only did it one time. But that's okay. That's okay because we're leaning into our wisdom rather than the foolishness of God, which is greater than the wisdom of the man. Are you guys still with me? So then the third time, she looked at me in those five minutes, and I'm praying. And I'm like, hey, remember, like, we look foolish. We look dumb. Don't worry about your fiance. Like, we're still praying. I'm in charge of locking the building, so we're going to stay here until it's time, okay? And, you know, we're just taking time. And she was like, can we pray for the doctor that's supposed to see me on Thursday? And I was like, God, you're so smart. We're going to hit two people at once. Like, we're going to pray for two people. Like, I almost missed out, you know? So then I keep praying for her. I'm praying for her. And then I'm like, okay, this doctor, we're going to pray for this doctor. Whoever this guy is, he doesn't know. Because you know what? I'm very confident that somebody was interceding for me every Tuesday and every Wednesday that I was choosing not to get out of my bed, eat the McChicken, and come to church. I knew there was somebody praying for me, and I had no idea who it was. But there was conversations I had with God where I was like, God, was somebody praying for me? He was like, absolutely. There was intercessors on Thursday that you had no idea were praying for you, and this is why you're saved. And I actually met one of them, and she was like, I've seen you before. And I was like, I never met you in my life, lady, back up. And she was like, no, I did. I prayed for you. And here I am. Isn't that crazy? So I had an opportunity to do the same thing. So I'm praying for, the, for this girl and, and praying for this doctor I never met in my life. And, and, and logically, I'm like, I never met this doctor. This is dumb. Like, how is he supposed to get healed? But at this point, I'm like, who cares? Like, that part of my brain is turned off. I'm using the power of God and we're going to move. And guess what? She got healed. That's good news. That's good news. Oh, my gosh. He's so good. I'm out of time. Nobody could call me. It's 9 o'clock. That was only my second point. And it's the wisdom of God is foolish to the world. So what I want to leave you guys with is there's power in thanksgiving. You know why? Because that's the wisdom of God. Even though it looks foolish to the world. Are you guys with me? So I just want you to evaluate your life tomorrow. When you're stuck on 66... When your spouse made you mad in the morning, whatever it is, and I want you to lean into the wisdom of God, into the foolishness of God, and do what he tells you to do. Are you guys with me? 
because you might change your whole marriage and your whole life and the way you feel about yourself. And then maybe you'll heal somebody forever. You guys good? Okay, good. I love you guys. The, okay. I, I love you. Oh, thank you, Pastor Abel. I love you. All right. Um, dang, man, the other points are really good because once you understand that the wisdom of God is foolish to the world, then every other point makes so much sense of what the things that God uses, like grace and peace. You know, again, I'm like, give me the power, give me the Ferrari. And he's like, that's the world's wisdom. He's like, I'm going to give you grace. Oh, why grace, God? Oh, oh, the undeserved favor. <laughs> okay, God, I like that. And I'm going to give you peace. It's completeness. Oh, man, that's so much better than a Ferrari. Because the Ferrari guy is still sad somewhere over there. Because he doesn't have peace. Are you guys with me? All right. I'm not going to land this plane, but close your eyes. Rumba, 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 rumba. Oh, like, how we pray in tongues? Oh, my God. I remember my, my, I remember Pastor Barry was up here one time and we were, we were all in a Sunday service and he was like, everybody pray in tongues and everybody's praying in tongues. My wife and I are like, she wasn't my wife at the time, but we're like, oh my God, we're so scared. Like this girl next to me, she's like, rum, 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 rum. and I'm over here like, yo, bro, back up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yo, it's not Spanish. I know Spanish. <laughs> yeah, but yet there's power there. Like, why do I feel more confident after I pray in tongues? You know, like. Why, why do I understand and get revelation after I pray in tongues? Why, why is it the perfect prayer that God understands? It's foolishness to the world, but yet there's power. I got to read that over you. All right, here we go. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. All right, close your eyes. Father God, I just thank you for your power. Come on. I thank you for your power. And it's found in foolishness with God. If you try to be foolish by yourself, you're just going to be foolish. But if you be foolish with God, if you say yes to the foolishness that God wants you to do, there's power there. Let me, let me tell you one foolish thing. Hey, read your Bible before you go to work. God, that's dumb. I have no time left. Oh, there, you're missing out on power. You're missing out on power. Are you with me? Hey, your wife just said, yeah, 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 yeah. You should go and apologize. I was right, Lord. I'm missing out on power. God told me to go and apologize. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go do it. Hey, this person just cussed me out. Okay, turn the other cheek. Let him cuss out your other cheek. No, God, that's, he needs a good whipping. That's what he needs. That's what the Lord wants you to do. So, Father God, I just thank you for your power. Thank you for your goodness. We love you. And I thank you that you are calling us. That's the main point. You guys are being invited. Wherever you are in life, you're being invited. God is inviting you. He's inviting you to the job that you either love or that you hate. He has called you. He has invited you to the relationship that you are in. You can either destroy it or you can let him come in and change lives forever. He has invited you to this church. It's his idea. He's the one that has called you to be here. Let's give thanks in there, okay?